What's up, everybody? I'm back again. You know, I've been watching Boruto, the continuation of Naruto. Man, it's so good. Only the canon episodes, though, right? Are you guys watching the filler ones? Who's watching filler? Tell me. Who's watching filler? Although, I will tell you this. There's a filler arc that I want to see where Sasuke and Boruto go back in time and meet them as they were little kids. And Jiraiya figures out that it's Sasuke the whole time. It's hilarious. But that's all I got for you guys for story time. Check out Boruto. If you got Crunchyroll there. If not, check it out on Hulu. Um, Follow me on Twitter. Official underscore PITM. And then Instagram. Punch in the mouth official. Alright guys. Deuces later. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. I hope we started off the week well. Started good. Nothing too crazy has happened to anybody just yet. Hopefully nothing too crazy will happen to anybody, hopefully. But let's get into it. Welcome to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. We're going to talk about... Alexander Volkov versus Rosinho Rosenstrike. The situation with Paulo Costa. Patty the Batty Pimblet. Felice Herring retiring. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about the fights this weekend. Aren't you guys excited about that? I'm pretty excited. I'm glad to have you guys here with me. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about Rosinho Rosenstrike versus Alexander Volkov first. Alexander Volkov defeated Rosinho Rosenstrike. TKO punches the first round. Mozart Ivolev defeats Dan Ige. Lucas Almeida defeats Michael Trizano. Karin Silva beats Pauliana Botelho. Odi Osborne beats Adashev. Alonzo Menafield beats Askar. Mozharov. Mozarov. Carolina Kovalkiewicz defeats Felice Herring in what ended up being Felice's Herring retirement fight. You know, one thing I did want to say about Felice Herring, even I knew who she was even before she was in the UFC because she came out in a MMA game called Supremacy MMA. The game was terrible. It was horrible. I've also I've tried playing it. It it was so bad. Like the controls are so wonky, like you could probably mash buttons and do good at that game. Let me see. Supremacy MMA is a mixed martial arts style fighting video game developed by Kung Fu Factory and published by 505 Games. 
The game was released on September 20th, 2011 in North America. For the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 consoles. It was also ported for the PlayStation Vita on March 27th, 2012 in North America. Under the title Supremacy MMA Unrestricted. With several exclusive venues, two exclusive fighters and both of the pre-ordered DLC fighters. Shane Del Rosario, the guy that passed away, he was really good in Strike Force. He was also a part of the game. And here, this is the Wikipedia page for the game. The game received generally negative reviews upon release with review metric rating the Xbox 360 version with a score of 47 out of 100. And the PlayStation 3 version, 48 out of 100. Greg Miller of IGN criticized the game, stating that it suffered from animation, which appeared stiff, poor quality voice acting, and latency issues during online play. Although he noted that even worse than these problems was the game's poor controls. He's not lying about that. I, I, like, I didn't know how to play. Like, the game tells you how to play, but still. It was horrible. While performing his review of the game, Greg Miller created a preview video showing the choppy animations, unresponsive controls, and echoing sound effects present during the online matches. Concluding the video stating, I don't like this game very much. GamePro appreciated the similarity between the fighters' depictions and their real-life counterparts, but criticized the fighting system, musical soundtrack, gratuitous violence, particularly during the Mortal Kombat style finishing moves, which often resulted in broken limbs or neck and do not follow the style of typical MMA fighting. So basically, this person is saying it was too violent. That's not how MMA fights usually end. So, here we go. That was Felice Herring. That was my official introduction to Felice Herring. So when I saw her on The Ultimate Fighter, I was excited. You know, I'm like, man, that's cool. This girl, she's been working hard. And now she's finally on the big stage. So she loses to Carolina Cole-Kavich, by the way. Congrats to Carolina. She looked back to form. She moved to American Top Team with Joanna Yongjingjing. She says Joanna facilitated the move. I hope she continues to train there because I honestly do believe if Joanna was not fighting, the best MMA Polish fighter for the female division would be Carolina because she's really good. And there was a switch there. Pahumpa, I believe his name is. That guy figured something out. He works with Peter Yan. He works with a lot of ATT fighters. That guy is next level, okay? Pahumpa, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach. I'm going to try to get in contact with him. That guy, he is next level. There's a reason there's these killers training with that guy. Because he's the man. Okay, let's move on. Odell Osborne. That was a crazy knockout. I'm a fan of the guy. I'm going to keep a close eye on him. We're going to see where he goes. Evil Lev. Man, that guy is good, man. He's future champion. He's not Evloev. It's Evloev. Evloev. Sorry about that. That guy is future champion. What, what's his ranking? Let's see his ranking. Division. I don't even know the division. Oh, it's featherweight. Sorry. I didn't know the division. He beat Danny. Adrian, come on, dog. He called out, okay, so he called out Arnold Allen, who's number six. I still haven't fight. Okay, he's number 13. He wants to fight Arnold Allen, but listen to me. The bigger fight is Giga. That's the bigger fight. You fight that guy, and Giga just got um the, not the, it's like, he didn't get inducted into the Hall of Fame, but he's going to be honored. 
at the Hall of Fame. I forget what award it is. It's for being like a good Samaritan. So congrats to Giga. I'm a big fan of that guy. But he should definitely fight Giga Chikagatze. That's a crazy fight right there, man. Crazy fight. Can't wait to see what happens there. Featherweight is stacked. Featherweight stacked. But keep you guys, keep your eyes out for Ibloev. He's future champion. He's a future champion. I'll say if he at least fights two more times this year, at the very least, he's going to be top five. At the very least. That guy hasn't fought since he um fought with Kevin Cater, huh? That's good. He's taking time off, but I would want to say that. So UFC, can you please make Evloy versus Chikadze? I want to see that fight because Josh Emmett's about to fight Kevin Cater, Arnold Allen. I don't know. They might make that fight too because he just beat Dan Ige. The rankings I'm looking at. They still haven't been updated, so I'm pretty sure they're going to be updated very soon. Because it's Tuesday, you know. Let's move on to the main event. Alexander Volkov versus Rosinho Rosenstruck. It was a short fight, right? And then they started trading big bombs. And I did say before, I'm like, I see Rosinho winning with the big bomb. But Alexander Volkov is going to beat him with a barrage of punches. And he caught him. Alexander caught him. And people are saying that Herb stepped in too early. Dude, we're not the refs. So, I don't know. I'd rather him step in early than him step in too late and the other dude taking unnecessary damage, you know? I'd rather it be early than too late. Because if it's too early, at least you can fight another day. It's too late. Brain damage is irreversible. That's my thing. But we have to see, right? Because when they stop the fight... Rosenstruck looked like he got up right away. But that again, they stopped the fight, so the dude's still not coming at him. If they didn't stop the fight and Volkov was still coming at him, would it have gotten worse? I believe it would have. So Volkov was number seven. Rosenstruck was number eight. Tom Aspinall is going to fight Curtis Blades. That's number six and four. Derek Lewis is fighting... Isn't his name Peplovich or something like that? Sergei Peplovich? I could be wrong. Let me look it up. Pavlovich. Fighting Sergei Pavlovich. Is Pavlovich even ranked? Number 11, yeah. So Derek Lewis, who's number 5, is fighting number 11. So, this is what they should do. Listen to me, UFC. If Derek wins, Alexander Volkov deserves to fight Derek. Because Derek has a win over Alexander. <laughs> because Tai Tuibasa is fighting Cyril Gon in September. And I they're keeping Stipe for the John Jones fight. So we'll see what happens. But if Derek Lewis wins, he should fight Alexander Volkov. So look at the Derek Lewis fight for Alexander's immediate future. If I was him, that I think he's already campaigning for that, right? Because I remember seeing something on Instagram about that. Let me go check. Oh, yeah, look, it's right here. Any rematch would be good. Now, this is Alexander Volkov talking to the media after his win. So, he goes, any rematch would be good. But maybe more, I want to rematch with Cyril because this fight 
was close. With Derek Lewis, it's understandable for me. I won all the rounds and then I took this punch. It was bad. It was good for him. He was good with this punch. But I feel like it's not a problem for me. So he's saying, I beat Derek. Derek got lucky. So that's a that's a fight because Ciro's going to fight Taito Ibasa. I can't remember. That's why I was snapping my finger. So heavyweight is getting there, bro. They're getting competitive. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It should be good. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on to UFC. I want to say 274. I could be wrong. It's probably 275. 275. I was wrong. Son of a bitch. The main event, Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Denisa Prochatska. Valentina Chevchenko, the bullet versus Talia Santos. The people's main event, Yang Wei Li, Remember Me versus Joanna Yongjinjek. And then another one to look out for is Jacob Malkoon versus Brendan Allen. That's the featured prelim. I don't know any of these other people on the main card. Rodrigo Orton Rin versus Manuel Cape. Jack Della Madelia versus Ramazan Imiv. I don't know any of these people. We shall see it. But there's there's another cool thing happening on this card. If I can find it. I guess I cannot. Whoa, here it is. During five week, June 9th, June 10th, the UFC will, be, will, be, will host the opening quarterfinal round of UFC. A road to UFC Singapore at the same venue. With two five-round bouts for each day. A total of 10 bouts per day. The 32 contestants for the tournament are expected to come to China through the UFC Academy, India, Indonesia, Japan, and South Korea, the Philippines, and Thailand. That's cool. Let's look at this. Uh, the UFC event series in which top eight... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Road to UFC is a 2022 Ultimate Fighting Championship Mixed Martial Arts event series in which Asian MMA prospects complete a tournament to win UFC contracts. It's like the Ultimate Fighter. It features four divisions. Flyweight, Bantamweight, Featherweight, and Lightweight. Each for which A fighters will compete in a win and advance tournament format. The tournament winner for each division is awarded a UFC contract. Each event in the series is to feature five bouts including one non-tournament bout. They're probably the alternate in case somebody gets hurt. The opening quarterfinal round of the tournament will be held across two days, June 9th through 10th, at the Singapore Indoor Stadium with five bouts for each day, for a total of 10 bouts per day, ahead of the UFC pay-per-view event UFC 275 on June 11th. The contestants for the tournament are expected to come from China through the year. Okay, I already read that part. The semifinals and final rounds are scheduled for later in 2022 with the location and venue to be announced. The Road to UFC branding was previously used in 2015 for the Road to UFC Japan, a similar Japan-based tournament awarding a UFC contract. Formatted as a reality competition and marketed as the Asian-centric analog to the Ultimate Fighting Championship. To the Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate Fighting Championship. Come on, Adrian. What the, what the heck, bro? So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know about that. So, back on track. I want to start with Wei Li Yang versus Yoana Yongjinje. Guys, the portal to the multiverse that I said is open. Remember back when UFC 274 was going to happen? I'm like, there's 
there's a chance here. Carla wins. Joanna wins. Boom, they do the rematch. All Joanna has to do is win this fight. Joanna, all you have to do is win this fight. Come on. All you have to do, and then we get Joanna Chan. Well, I can't say that with all certainty, but then there's a chance for the return of Joanna Champion. Okay? And I don't want you guys to think I'm a... I am a big Joanna fan, but like because people were saying all oh, her career is done. I love this type of resurgence. The same thing with Carla. People were saying she was done, and then bam, she becomes champion. Now you're gonna tell me, well, that championship fight was garbage. I don't care. She's still champion. She's still champion. Don't tell me anything because she's still champion. All right. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If Joanna wins this fight. Please give her a title shot. Please. UFC, listen to me. Please. Because the fans deserve it. She deserves it for being so relevant after all these years. Now, what what I shouldn't say worries me, but an interesting fact in this fight, which is the second fight, the first fight was five rounds. My understanding is that this fight will only be three rounds. Matter of fact, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Um, we're gonna try to contact Johanna's manager through Instagram messaging right now. So hold on, hold on, okay. Give me one quick second. We're gonna do it. I don't know if she's gonna answer me right now, but we're gonna try. If she does, I'll tell you guys. If she doesn't, oh well. So. That's what I believe, that if Joanna wins this fight, she should get an immediate title shot. Because she's, like, been the only consistent champion to defend the belt. I know Wei Li defended it once against Joanna, but outside of that, no other champion defended the belt. Rose won it twice, and she lost it on her first title defense. Um. Jessica lost it first title defense. The only other person besides Rose to defend the besides Joanna. I mean, Rose also defended it against Joanna. Come on, my point is there's no consistent defense other than Joanna. I think Joanna has like six, and everybody else only has one or zero. So that's a good fight. Moving on, Talia Santos versus Valentina Shevchenko. That's a crazy fight right there, right? Because there's, like, so many unknowns about Talia Santos. Like, I get the feeling that they're putting her in this fight because they have nobody else. No one's left. She's being everybody. Valentina has. And they're like, well, we need to keep this going. And I honestly believe they're waiting to see if Amanda beats Juliana to see if they could sell the third fight. But even if Juliana beats... Amanda, they could sell that second fight because Valentina has a win over Juliana. So, the world is her oyster if she wins this fight. I can't wait. And now it's time to get into the... Wait, let me back up. So, people are saying Talia Santos is dangerous on the ground, but I believe that's where Valentina is going to have the advantage. I believe Valentina will strike with her, I'll say, between one to two rounds. One to two rounds, Valentina will strike with her. Then, 
the third round, she'd be like, all right, it's time. This It's time to finish this. He ragdolls her to the ground, and I believe she gets her in the crucifix and, and finishes the fight that way. I think. I'm not saying Valentina's going to win, but this is how I think the fight's going to go. Because for Talia, I believe she has to knock her out, but I believe it's going to be a puncher's chance type of deal. You know what I mean? So we'll see, man. I'm so excited for this card. Like, this, the pay-per-view was kind of going under the radar. And now that it's almost here, I'm super excited for it. Now, main event time. Miri Prochaska versus the ageless Glover Teixeira is a great fight. Like, can I tell you, I love Yuri. I really do love Yuri Prochaska. But I want to know a question because I've gotten a lot of flack. Flack because... I say give Hamza a title shot, but yeah, you don't hear that when it comes to Yuri. Why not? Now, I think I know the answer to this question, which is, well, the welterweight division is stacked. Light heavyweight is not that stacked, which is a good point. That's a great point because it's not. Oh, Yuri Prochaska versus Glover Teixeira. Mm, I see Yuri having the advantage on the feet. One thing, Yuri's lost three times. I wonder what he's lost, like, not to who he's lost to, because, all right, that's even a good question, too. Who has Yuri Prochaska lost to? But I'm, I'm more interested in seeing how he's lost, because the dude's really young. He's only, like, 29. He lost to Mohamed Lawal by KO. Okay, so his three losses are tech, two TKOs and one... Knockout, so it's not like he's not susceptible to susceptible to being knocked out, and he's even beat Vadim Nenkov. Dang, that's some street cred right there, Vadim Nenkov. He ain't no slouch, bro. So it's not like Yuri isn't not like he hasn't been knocked out. So Glover might have a chance there, but I, it's because, in my opinion, I believe Yuri beats him on the feet, and then Glover. Like, the weird thing about Glover is, when he gets hurt is when he's the most dangerous. Does that make sense? When he gets hurt, he's the most dangerous because, like, he gets hurt, so he automatically goes into grapple mode, and then that's when he starts beating the brakes off of guys, man. It's great. So excited for this fight. I wasn't as excited until I started this podcast right now. As the kids were saying, no cap. I don't know what that means. I hope I used it in the right context. But yeah, I believe Yuri will win in the stand-up. If the fight ends within two rounds, it's because Yuri wins. I believe Glover's going to win in the later rounds, rounds three, four, or five. I'm not saying he's gonna, not going to be competitive in the first two, but I believe if the fight ends within two rounds, it's because Yuri Prochatska's won. That's my prediction. I'm not rooting for anybody in particular. I'm just saying... That's how I believe it'll go down. Let's talk about the PFL's return. Oh, my God. So, July 1st, I believe, the PFL, no, that's the last event for the regular season. But their last event for the regular season's a big one because it's the return of Kayla Harrison. Oh, look, Kayla Harrison will fight Julia Budd on July 1st, and Rory McDonald will fight Saudi Boy Side. That's weird because Cy and McDonald, they both won their last fight. Julia Budd, technically she lost, but because her opponent didn't make weight, she technically has three points. So right now her and Kayla are tied. So Kayla needs to just win the fight to qualify for the 
playoffs, I believe. And Larissa Pachikio is still lurking. I cannot wait. I hope they may both make it to championship night to finally see that fight. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. July 1st. So I believe this is the final PFL regular season event. So they're going to have one on the 18th and 24th. And then they have three weeks of playoffs and then their champions night will be revealed at a later date. Can't wait. Okay. Pablo Costa. Okay, so you guys remember the last show I talked about. The last show I talked about um, Pablo Costa. Um, he released a statement. I'm going to read it. This is an official statement, a press release by Paulo Costa and his, um, I guess, PR team. Okay, ready? I'm going to read it and then we're going to dissect it. The recent articles published by the media involving athlete Paulo Costa Bojachinha referring to what happened in a shopping mall in the city of Comajem, MG, generated questions. So we must present some clarification. First, tending to sensationalism. These are reckless and inconsistent. The athlete Paulo Costa Bojachinha and his entire team reject any type of violence. Bojachinha is a high-performance professional athlete, full-time dedicated to training to the following to following the rules, guidelines, and discipline according to his philosophy and human conduct. This kind of allegations are completely incompatible with his history and way of life. The accusations and facts narrated do not reflect the reality of what happened. The fact will be carefully investigated and the appropriate legal measures for their perfect clarification will be taken. The technical and legal team of athlete Paulo Costa Bojachinha also informed that they will be available for further clarification. Okay, let's read the first part again. The recent articles published by the media involving athlete Paulo Costa Bojachinha referring to what happened in a shopping mall in the city of Comigium MG generated questions, so we must present some clarification. Who? Paulo Costa. What? Recent articles of the media about Paulo? When? When did this happen? They didn't put a date. Why? Because of, uh, they don't even say why, but if you heard my last show that supposedly he elbowed a, a nurse, then how? There's no how. Okay, this, this press release is horrible. I'm going to say it outright. Look, the recent articles published by the media involving athlete Paulo Costa Bojachinha, referring to what happened in a shopping mall in the city of Comigem generated questions, so we must present some clarification. This is what you should have wrote. The recent articles published by the media involving, first of all, you don't even need to put athlete Paulo Costa. Refer to a situation he was involved in at a mall in Comigem where allegedly he struck a nurse. That's what you should have put in the first paragraph. And then this is this is the second part. First tending to sensationalism, these are reckless and inconsistent. Dude, don't even why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? You know what you should have said? We 
are working to get the facts straight and we'll give you something in due time. For right now, please respect Paulo's privacy. And then it goes on. The athlete, first of all, I don't get why you keep saying the athlete. Just say his name at this point. You can even say Costa. You don't need to say the athlete. The athlete, Paulo Costa Bojashia and his entire team reject any type of violence. You don't need to say that. You say, at this time, please respect Paulo Costa and the ones around him and his entire team privacy. Like, what are you doing? This is good. Bojashia is a high-performance professional athlete, full-time dedicated to training. You could you leave that to the to following the rules. You don't need to put that. That the training part was fine. To following the rules, guidelines, and discipline. You don't need to put any of this. So you take oh, look the, the I'm gonna read it, I'm gonna read it again. So you leave this. Bojashia is a high-performance professional athlete, full-time dedicated to training. Period. This you take out. You take all of this that I'm about to say out. To the to following the rules, guidelines, and disciplines according to his philosophy and human conduct. This kind of allegations are completely in, incompatible with his history and way of life. You take this out. You take this out because you've already lost the reader. Take this out. You know you so training period. Paulo will continue training for his upcoming fight with Luke Rockhold as the situation gets Strained out. Period. Next line. Not period. Yeah. Paulo Costa will continue his training for his upcoming mixed martial arts bout. Period. As the situation, as the the facts get strained out. Something along those lines. But all this nonsense that they put, I wouldn't have put that. The accusations and facts narrated do not reflect what happened. Take that out completely. And you say, we are working with local police to to figure out what happened period the facts will be carefully investigated and the appropriate legal action measures for their perfect clarification will be taken as the investigation continues we will work with local law enforcement to make sure the facts and the facts are clear and ready to be said to the public something along those lines this you take it out the technical and legal team of athlete Bo- Paulo Costa, again, there it is, Paulo Costa Bojashinha, also informed that they will be available for further clarification. You don't say this. Don't say that. Because people are going to bug the heck out of you. So strike that and be like, please let the legal process play out. And as more information becomes available, we will let, we will make sure to share it with you. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day. Or Thank you for your time. Period. Out. But like this, what they wrote? What? Paulo, you should hire me. I mean, I know what I said right now wasn't the best, but I was thinking on the fly. If I had time to look at it and write something up, I think I'll make a YouTube video out of that. I think I am. And then he went on to clarify with the video. And oh my God, it was. Not that it was bad. It was not bad. I will say that it wasn't bad. Let's move on. Ooh, bro, I'm so excited. This The day has finally come. Oh, what happened here? What the heck? Come on, Sportskita. Adriano Moraes versus Demetrius Johnson. Two set for one championships. First Amazon Prime live card. Hold on. 
This is not me being a professional right now. This is me being a fan. Woo! Dang, that sounded bad. That sounded like some clipping. My bad, but let's do it again. Woo! Yes! Finally! Finally! One will break into North America! Let's read what it says. Adriano Moraes versus Demetrius Johnson 2 has been confirmed for one championship's first event on Amazon Prime per MMA journalist Ariel Hawani. Hawani initially discussed the booking on his Substack page. In his post, Hawani revealed that the belt will be officially announced at 1.158, writing, The news is expected to be officially announced on Friday's 1.158 broadcast. Sources say, one announced that it has signed a multi-fight deal with Prime Video to exclusively air its events in the U.S. and Canada. The event will be broadcasted live on Amazon Prime and will be hosted at the Singapore Indoor Stadium on Friday, August 26, 2022. The one championship flyweight title will be on the line when Marias and Mighty Mouse fight at this event. The two stars initially met in April 2021 when Marias successfully defended his title via KO in round two. Now Johnson is coming for revenge. That was a nasty knockout too. Brazil, Adriano Moraes will be looking to defend his belt for the third time on the bounce. He retained his belt with a submission victory against Yuyaya Watamatsu at 1X earlier this year. Before entering the one championship, Demetrius Johnson competed in the UFC where he set records for the most title defenses with 11. Mighty Mouse made his debut in 1 in 2019 at 1X. Johnson participated in a mixed martial arts rules against Muay Thai champion Rock Tag Jit Moon Jit Moon Yangunan. I think that's right. I completely butchered that. The two competed closely in the first round, which was Muay Thai. Johnson finished the fight via submission in the second round, which was contested under MMA rules. That was a crazy fight. In April of this year, it was announced that One Championship had inked a deal with streaming giant Amazon Prime Video. is aiming to grow their platform with more live sports. In a press release to announce partnership, One Championship chairman CEO Chatri Citrotong said, One Championship is thrilled to work with Prime Video, one of the largest premium sports content providers in the world to bring our live events closer to the fans in the United States and Canada. As the world's largest mixed martial arts organization, we believe our collaboration with Prime Video will allow us to reach un a wider North American audience that is hungry for an authentic and different differentiated product. You simply cannot get with any other organization. So what he means is the respectful, you know, it is different. It does not mean it's not good. Differentiated. It is different. I'm excited. If you're not excited, don't talk to me. Like, guys, guys, I don't know. I know one guy specifically listens to this show, but I'm hoping to get people out of the UFC bubble because, like, come on, there's good talent out there. I always say this on my shows. I feel like a broken record, to be honest. There's good talent out there. So let, let's see what else we got on tap here, and I'll let you guys out of here. So there's pretty much one thing left, and 
we're good to go. It's Patty the Batty Pimlet will fight Jordan Levitt. That's a good fight. But more importantly, I want to talk about um the feud he has with TJ Dillashaw. So I believe TJ was on Brendan Shop Show. So he's like, he's just loving diabetes. That's like a recipe for destroying your body. I guess there's one thing when I look at it. That's what I say. I guess there's one thing when I look at it that, unless they meant to put, I guess that's one thing. Oh no, no, I get. They did say there's one thing when I look at it. They can promote him the right way and do all this good stuff. And he's got some stuff to grow and get into the higher echelon of the UFC. But if you keep that same work ethic that he has now, he'll never be champion. So what he's saying is that because Patty likes to blow up after fights, like he's never, since he never has like that championship mindset and dedication and stuff like that. But like, it's because the problem is when TJ says things like this, you, you, you know what, what happens. And then this is Patty. Um, this is Patty's, um, response to that. Is this fella messing? TJ used to sell t-shirts with his fat face on it. Saying fat Tyler on when he came out of camp. Don't forget your own past, you sausage. Cheating little juice head would never have won the belt without them steroids, you effing mushroom. And then TJ commented, wasn't trying to be mean. Patty getting all sensitive must be taste must be a tasty subject. Drop the donuts, take the advice. The only difference of Fat Tyler is that it was a joke. Hello, what's not a joke is you getting diabetes. Let's see how you look after 11 years in the UFC. Good luck lasting that long. And then another person goes, you know what else destroys your body? EPO. Like anything TJ says because of his past, people are just going to, people are just going to, I'm not laughing because I'm laughing because people are just relentless. Like not as much as TJ loves EPO. 10-8 Patty. You know what's the funny thing about this? These guys are never going to fight each other because one of them fights at Bantamweight, the other one fights at Lightweight. Unless, unless because Patty used to fight at Featherweight, but he himself on Brendan Shop Show said, I can never make Featherweight again, mate. That's the only way I see it happening. Unless this is going to be the kick in the ass that gives Patty the reason to go back to Featherweight and have him fight him. I don't understand why this is happening. Is it to give TJ some shine? TJ doesn't need it. He's going to get the title shot next. From what I hear, you know. So we'll see what happens. But that's all I got for you guys. Remember, follow me at Punched in the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Um, Update on the YouTube channel. It's coming. I officially finished all my animations. Now I'm just doing social media animations. It's going to be here really fast. I promise, guys. All right. Deuces later.